All right. Well, hello and welcome. Welcome and hello. Today is Thursday, which means that it is vlog day. And of course, we have a big, long, action-packed vlog for you today. I actually do have a lot of stuff to cover. Let me go ahead and get out my vlog notes. Of course, we're going to talk a little bit about advocacy. A little bit about advocacy. We're going to be talking a little bit about what uh, vape bash was like. Blue responded again in that in that video. You can go uh, read their comments. But we're going to be talking about it. Of course, we're going to do some beer. We're going to do some first impressions. Um, I'm going to have a contest contest giveaway sweepstakes. Not sure what I should call it, but it should be. Pretty, pretty cool. It involves uh, my favorite band of all time and the Vegas Vape Summit. So mm, stay tuned. We're going to talk about that towards the end. But yeah, we do uh, we do actually have a lot to talk about. Um, before we get into too much, uh, I wanted to talk about Vape Bash. Now, Vape Bash just happened recently. It was up in, uh, well, it was, I, I always say Vape Bash is in Chicago, but Vape Bash is never actually in Chicago. Last year it was in Rosemont, and then this year it was in somewhere far away. Uh, the venue was cool. It was a little flea markety, but it was cool. The hotel was old, but still really cool. There were a lot of cool places to hang out, and uh, there was a big fire pit, and that's kind of where everybody congregated at night for, for beers and whatnot. And I want to thank everybody who took the time to come up and say, Hello, shake my hand, take a picture. It was all really good, uh, fun times. I met so many, so many cool, cool, cool people. And I do want to give a shout out to Melon Man. So Melon Man was there the whole weekend. He had a cooler full of craft beer growlers. And the last night, uh, we finally got to connect and we brought the growlers out to the fire pit. We ate uh, Chicago-style pizza and drank beer, and it was just uh, it was just a really really fun time. I don't want to I can't even start to think of the whole list of shoutouts that I wanted to do, but there's because uh, because there's there's so many there's there's too many vape bash uh, sh uh, shoutouts to do. But uh, but rest assured that if I interacted with you that weekend, that uh, that I had a great time and it was my absolutely my pleasure to uh, to meet people and talk to people. You know, it takes a lot of you know time and effort to go to an event uh, and to to talk to the people and meet the people that you want to. Um, and uh, obviously, yeah, anybody who who uh, took the time to say hi to me, thank you, thank you very much, thank you very much. Vape Bash was. Uh, Vape Bash was just fun. It was just uh, it was just fun times. Uh, I love hanging out with my friends. I love getting you know to see Sean again. I love getting to see Flitzy again. I like getting to see all the Chicago people again. I like getting to see Cheeksy again. I like getting to see everybody again. There's people in the vape community who only go to Vape Bash, and the only time that I get to see them or interact with them is at Vape Bash. And I want to give a shout out. This is going to sound weird to Victoria. So Victoria is. The, the young, 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 young daughter of, uh, of Pete. Now, Pete's been uh, volunteering with the Vape Bash, you know, uh, event for, for a couple of years now. And our history goes way back to the first Vape Bash. Um, his daughter, Victoria, is a big fan of mine. And she doesn't vape, but she, she kind of, uh, she, she tugs at my heartstrings is what she does. She's an adorable little girl who's so 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 cool but she gave me a a, a framed po a picture of her and I together and she signed it and her 
little handwriting um, that says, thank you so much for helping my dad, um, your friend Victoria. And it's, it was just a, a very emotional experience. Um, she had found heard that it was my birthday and she got me some very cool beer glasses and a framed picture, which uh, they are getting shipped to me uh, right now. So hopefully in the next vlog, I'll have the cool glasses that Victoria got me and I'll have the cool framed picture that Victoria got me and I'm gonna put it somewhere Maybe I'll move this and put it right there because I think that would be a good. Uh, I think that would be a good spot for it. That says, "What does that say?" Oh, that's Winston Salem right there. That's a Winston Salem vintage postcard up there. But yeah, Victoria, uh, she's uh, just a super cool little girl, and her dad is is very very cool. I've known him for for years now. I mean, since the very very first vape bash, this story goes back. But uh, last year at vape bash. Victoria and I took a picture together and they uh, they they printed it and framed it and then she signed it and said thank you so much for helping my dad and and she, she gives me this this bag with uh, with gifts in it with a cup and with with two two beer cups and this framed picture that she signed and I was just it my emotions uh, ran forth and I got very very teary eyed and it was very very heartwarming uh, experience for me so yes vape bash uh, vape bash was just a good good time um, I do want to mention something uh, real quick switching gears fellow named Scott uh, emailed me this website called vapecrawler.com we're gonna switch gears here we're gonna head to vapecrawler.com so basically what this does is it is like a vaping search engine, right? So if you wanted to search for, I don't know, an iStick 50 watt, it will 81 results for the iStick 50 watt and it brings up all these vendors, Vapor DNA, 101 Vapes, Sweet Vapes, Kidney Puncher, Discount Vapors, uh, Vapor World, eSiggity, quality vapor it has the price listed and the link to purchase it so if you go down here and you go wow vapor world only has has the iStick 50 watt for $44 so you can click on it and it takes you right to their page except when I get to this page vapor world it says $52 that is not accurate that is not accurate at all let's try a kidney puncher it says $59.95 iStick 50 watt click on it $59.95 takes you right to Kidney Puncher. I uh, I think this is just uh, I think this is just so cool. Um, can we search for like DNA 40? Yeah, DNA 40. DNA 40 style. Uh, genuine H Cigar DNA 40. There's nothing correct about that sentence. <laughs> There's no such thing as an H Cigar Genuine DNA 40. Uh, from Gearbest. 110 bucks. What is this? 110 bucks looks like a little box mod actually it looks kind of cool but yeah so uh vapecrawler.com thank you scott for sending that my way it's basically a vaping search engine which i think is uh i think is really really cool you know what i mean so you i'm just gonna look for the mvp version 3 real fast because i did that video last week um so it brings up a lot it brings up the mvp version 2 so you kind of have to go through and look at, uh, you know, filter through your search results. Um, and you can sort by price. Price down, price up. 
You can search by relevance up or relevance down. Oh, look, an IPv3, 165 watt for 100 bucks from Sweet Vapes. Um, Sweet Vapes has been around for a while. So yeah, vapecrawler.com. It's kind of a cool, uh, cool little vaping search engine there. Thank you, Scott, for sending that my way. And one thing I wanted to touch on as well is some advocacy. Indiana Vapors. Holy crap. Jason, uh, a fellow named Jason, sent me the, uh, the PDF of the entire Indiana bill, which uh, I don't think I'm going to be able to link to because it's in an email. But it's the entire it's the entire bill uh, from beginning to end. They're basically saying that using that vaping is tobacco uh, in in Indiana. Um, there's a whole bunch of wholesale taxes. Anything in, uh, in everything, including uh, e-liquid or uh, intended. That's the big thing. Intended uh, for human consumption. Uh, this article applies to the commercial manufacturing, bottling, and selling or importing any e-liquid into Indiana, the sale, possession, and use of e-liquid products in Indiana. Uh, this is this is intense. Um, Stefan, uh, the, the superhero that he is for advocacy, he posted on his uh, Instagram account, let's help Indiana, help convince Governor Mike Pence to do the right thing and ask him to veto HB 1432. Stop crony capitalism. Start supporting small businesses. So that's what we can do in Indiana, outside of Indiana. We can contact the governor of Indiana, Mike Pence. And the great thing about being an elected official is your information is out there. You can contact him with a phone number, 317-232-4567, 317-232-4567. You can call the office of the governor and uh, please urge him to uh, to veto HB 1432, which would essentially, I mean, which would essentially destroy vaping in uh in Indiana. Indiana's getting it the worst right now. California's getting it really bad, but not as bad as Indiana right now. So yeah, that's the great thing about being an elected official. All your stuff is out there. I'll post a link in the description to in.gov to the uh, Governor Mike Pence page where you can uh, email him. Uh, you can send him actual physical letters and you can call him. Um, he does have a Facebook page, but I'm not going to be linking to it in the description. And it's just because I don't want, I get that people get very passionate about things like this. And I don't want people jumping on his Facebook uh, and saying incredibly damaging things or calling him a faggot or, you know what I mean, or saying that he's ruining your life or, you know what I mean. This is stuff that should be done in private. This is stuff that you need to be telling him directly, not posting publicly on his uh, on his Facebook page. I apologize for those Facebook notifications. I promise I'm not trolling anybody. So yeah, I'll post a link in the description to how you can contact uh, Mr. Governor Pence. I just almost knocked this over. That was amazing. I knocked it over with my finger and caught it with my other finger before it hit the ground. Uh, I don't know what I'm doing. All right, so yeah, ask Mike, ask Governor Mike Pence, please veto HB 1432 in Indiana. They're getting it. Uh, 
they're getting it like crazy. One last thing before we get to beer, I wanted to talk about uh, Blue's response. Um, so Blue replied on my video, and uh, my reply to them was, this raises the interesting question of would we accept help from Big Tobacco? Thank you for your comment. This was less a product review and more a possible future of vaping. And I think Blue got offended. They said, but isn't that title a little misleading to declare something the future when what is being declared the future is outdated or going to be outdated? Yes, you just, you don't get it quite yet, Blue Sigs. Lorillard and Blue have lobbied hard to stop bans uh, on e-cigs in state and city levels. Now, this is Blue speaking. During Jason Healy, CEO of Blue's Senate committee hearing, he also defended flavors and the adult's right to choose flavors, saying every big tobacco company is the same is kind of like painting every vape shop the same because one vape shop did something totally irresponsible. Yes, kind of. Like most vapors out there, we support, uh, whoops, let me, let me see. Like most vapors out there, we support some regulation, but not if it goes too far. Banning flavors and open tank systems does go too far, and Lorillard stated as much in their FDA submission. So they posed this great question. They didn't say it. I posed the question last week in my vlog of would we accept help from Big Tobacco? And I don't think that was the right question to pose. It's not would we uh, accept help from Big Tobacco? The question is, we're currently getting help from Big Tobacco, whether we want it or not. That's just the statement. We're getting help from Big Tobacco, whether we want it or not. Lorillard and Blue are both, uh, you know, lobbying to help uh, stop ESIG bans on a state and city level. They're doing that. They're already doing that. We can't stop them from doing that. They're already doing it. So the question isn't, would we accept that help? I guess the question is, would we embrace that help? Um, it does. We can't choose not to accept it because it's already getting done. They're already doing that. Whether we realize it or not, they're already doing that. Interesting. Uh, interesting. I didn't think about it like that. I didn't realize that they were kind of already doing it and, you know, but they were kind of already doing it behind the scenes before before I posed that question. This is something that's already happening. Uh, some people kind of jumped on Blue Sigs a little bit, threw out some names, uh, threw out some insults, if you will. But again, people get, uh, people get passionate about those things. Um, in one of their responses, they said, despite what you may think, or at least from what we have seen online from mod users, we often have smokers call our customer support line and love the fact that our product is a closed tank and simple system. There is a market for it, point blank, and many smokers still use blue full-time and have for years now. That's also a somewhat excellent point to keep in mind that we vapors, us vapors on YouTube, and that go to these big meets and that uh, advocate for, for vaping and attend cloud competitions and wear vaping t-shirts and do all this stuff, this hobby side of vaping, we are, we are the minority. We are the minority of vapors. The overwhelming majority of vapors 
don't go on YouTube, they don't go to forums, they don't go to Reddit, they don't go to bait meets, they don't go to cloud comps, they don't go to trip comps, trip trick comps. They don't have an Instagram with vaping. Uh, they don't have a Twitter with vaping. They don't belong to any vaping Facebook groups. The overwhelming majority of vapers use closed tank systems. They use pre-filled cartomizers on small batteries and they've used it for years. These are just facts. These are what's happening. Us, the hobby vapers, we are the minority. So while we think that our way of vaping is so much better, which I, I do believe that that is true, we have to understand that the overwhelming majority of vaping is not done on a Titan box mod with the star tank at, you know, whatever, 0.2 ohms and blowing big clouds. Which I like doing, which I'm assuming that you like doing. I'm assuming that you like doing that. I like doing it, you like doing it, the overwhelming majority of vapors, they don't know that this world even exists. Good points, good points. Uh, other people made some good points. If you wanna find it, it's it's not that, it's like 10 comments down on my future of vaping video. You can read the whole back and forth there between uh, Blue Sigs, myself, Blue Sigs, some other people, Blue Sigs, some other people. Got a little heated, but uh, you know, open communication, I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of it. So what I wanna do now, now, now it's beer time. Um, I wanna thank Christian, fellow named Christian, uh, gave me some new, uh, some new tulip glasses. He sent over some beer and he sent over some tulip glasses. This is one of these said tulip glasses. I'm really excited about it. You can see it's not super clean. Why isn't that, that is not uh, super clean, is it? Let's just shine it up real fast. <laughs> no, it's still there. There's still, there, it's on the outside. There's some kind of water spots on the outside, but I don't care. I'm gonna be using it because I'm all settled in here. And I also wanna give a quick shout out to the person that sent me this beer. It goes by the name of T Suncat. T Suncat. Uh, hopefully your package drives safely. Long time listener, first time caller. You gave me the opportunity to, to reward you for all your hard work and dedication. Enclosed, you will find two 22-ounce bottles. We're going to be talking about one of those right now. Uh, the Son of Wrath, brewed by Dust Bowl Brewing out of Turlock, California, is a double IPA that pulls no punches. I've noticed that you enjoy a good IPA, and this is a local favorite. And I thought, again, it would work for your palate. It's heavy citrus, pine, grapefruit, burnt orange, and just enough malt to make you want to take another sip. Hope these are to your liking. Um... So yeah, this guy goes by the name of T Suncat. Uh, I don't know, I don't know, uh, I don't know his name. I don't know his real name. It could be code for something. Could be, I mean, could be anybody. Could be, could be anybody. I don't know. Could be anybody. Um, T Suncat. Thank you so much for the beer. He did send me another one, a Opal uh, from Firestone, which we're gonna do in another vlog, and. Uh, Christian also actually sent me some beer as well, which we're going to be doing in another vlog. But this one was in my fridge, and I thought that is a very cool label. It's a very grim green, grim cult label. Look at that. Sons of Wrath Double IPA uh, Dust Bowl out of Turlock, California. I'm going to uh, open this up. I'm going to pour it over my keyboard, but not before we read some uh, we read some notes on what this is supposed to... Uh, I want this is supposed to taste like. Uh, 
The brew appears a clear copper color with a yellowish tan cap. The smell includes caramel, malt, pine, and vegetative. Almost a cheesy aspect like some highly hoppy brews have. Some soapiness as evidence as it warms. Taste is pine herbal bitterness. I'm going to pour this over my keyboard as always. We're going to drink through the head like a man, Ruby Roo. We're going to look at that beer right there. It appears uh, to be very effervescent. I learned that was a word. Effervescent. Look at that. That's what it looks like. Kind of looks like a, uh, a nice little beer there. Nice, definitely a nice tan head. The color in real life is actually a bit darker than what you're seeing on video. It does smell uh, piney. I do get some definite, uh, like, dark orangey, burnt orangey aromas. Yeah, it's good. Look at that. Nice lacing. It's good. Let's give it a try. So thank you, T. Suncat. Don't know your real name. Cheers. Here's to you. Very, very piney. Very, very piney. Not piney the elder, just piney. Uh, it reminds me of growing up in Lake Tahoe and the smell of the fresh pine trees. Um, it's very, very piney. That's that's really what I get from this IPA. This is a double IPA. It's very, very piney. Uh, it's very light on the palate. It's not heavy, thick, syrupy feeling at all. It's good. I mean, it tastes good. Um, I don't know if this would be my first choice. I'm not a huge IPA guy, but I do like IPAs every once in a while. Um, I picked this beer mostly because it was cold and mostly because uh, Ruby Roo got in my head and is challenging my palate um, as far as like uh, all I ever drink is really, really dark beers, which next week we're probably going to have a really, really dark beer. Um, this is a very, very non-dark beer, but it, argument could be made that it's a very, very intense, intensely flavored beer. It smells nice. Tastes nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something weird on the finish. There's something weird happening on the finish. There's something weird on the finish. I think that guy said cheesy. It does... It's like a cheesy flavor on the finish. Anyway, it's good, it's good, and it is what it is. Um, thank you so much, T. Sun Cat, for that Sons of Wrath double IPA. I'm going to be enjoying it throughout the vlog. I don't really have anything that would pair well with it. We're going to talk about this little number in the first impressions, but uh, I'm going to have a two because I think the juice in here will pair well with an IPA. Yep, citrusy. Citrusy, citrusy. That's uh, that's what I'm going for here. This is the new uh, sherbet in the dark from uh, from the Grim Cult stuff, and it's it's very uh, lemonadey, citrusy, uh, quite delicious. Sorry, Sheik. I'm really sorry. Sorry for that too. Kind of goes well with this. Uh, I think it kind of goes well with this IPA.
That's my best Ruby Roo impression. Good. Good stuff. Wow. Oh, of course my monitor turns off in the middle of my vlog. So I have my monitor. Um, I have my monitor on a timer. Uh, it's a Samsung television. And I have it set to turn off every two hours to kind of remind me of what time it is because I used to just sit in my office for hours and hours and hours on end and my mom I'd be sitting there and working and doing shit and my monitor would turn off and I'd be like well it's been two hours so I turn it back on working turns off again I'm like well it's been four hours monitor just turned off that's actually the four hour monitor mark uh so we got two more hours before the uh before the monitor turns off again um I do have a couple shout outs that I wanted to do let me uh move you let me minimize you let me get to my shout outs area we're gonna go way back in time let's go there was one i was looking for in uh january january 6 oh this one this one this one i'm so sorry amanda i'm so sorry you know the number of shout out requests I get is uh, obscene it's it is obscene okay so uh, sometimes I don't even get to them and sometimes when I do get to them they're really really late and outdated um, I'm sorry Amanda this was intended to be this was intended to happen much much sooner uh, she emailed me in January hello my name is Amanda my two-year anniversary is coming up with my boyfriend on February 22nd, 2015, his name is Lewis. He watches all of your videos all day over and over. He also loves your juices. I want to make this anniversary something I know he will love and never forget. He is the love of my life, and I know it would be the perfect present for the man I love to hear from someone he admires so much. Yes, shout out to you, Amanda. Shout out to you, Lewis. Uh, happy anniversary, happy belated anniversary i apologize that i'm only getting to this now uh it kind of makes me feel like a dick but i hope you guys i hope you guys had a really good anniversary and uh, i hope you guys are just deliriously happy together i think that's fantastic so yes amanda and lewis shout it out is it lewis or luis luis lewis i'm gonna call you lewis uh so yeah, I apologize for getting to that so late. There was another one in February that I wanted to get to, and I go back and I try to read through these occasionally. I'd be like, ugh, this one is, ugh, this one is old. Uh, some of these are really, really old. Um, there was one in March I remember seeing. Uh, SoCal Vape Expo. Oh, I shouted out William from the SoCal Vape Expo. William and his mom. I did shout them out for the, from the SoCal Vape Expo. That's right. I met William at, at the SoCal Vape Expo and his mom, Kathy. Uh, they She quit smoking after 43 years uh, thanks to vaping. I think that's fantastic. He quit smoking after about six years. He was a pack and a half a day smoker. Uh, I did meet William at the SoCal Vape Expo, and I believe I shouted you out already, but if not, William, Kathy, you consider yourselves shouted out. Um, uh, no, that's not the one. There was another freaking shout out that I wanted to do, uh, but I can't remember. 
I can't remember where it was. I think this is a more recent one. I can't find the I can't find the one I wanted to do from March. I can only find two in March. Uh, I can't. I can't. I apologize. Um, I had some shout outs. Uh, you know what? There's still a shout out sitting in here from 9-19-2014. That is silly. That is silly. I'm sorry. I am sorry. I am really bad with shout outs. Um, and, and it's just because I get, it's just because I get so many of them. Um, I did, ha- I apologize. I apologize. There is other, there is one more shout out that I wanted to do. Alabama, Illinois. Okay, that's really long. Shoot, I apologize. Maybe I don't have any more shout-outs. I really thought I had more shout-outs. Um, okay, I can't do this. I can't do this dead air. I can't do this shout-outs. I was not prepared for shout-outs, and I there was one in particular. It was one of those things, you know, of when you you see something or you read it and you go, oh, I'll remember that later. No, you never do. You always should write it down. So we talked about a little bit of advocacy, Indiana. We did talk about a little bit about beer. We're 30 minutes in right now. This is generally where the first impressions go. So let's do some first impressions. All right. So we got uh, we got some first impressions to do. I got a lot of st- I got a lot of first impressions. I got a lot of stuff I want to talk about. So you saw me grab this. Uh, I picked this up. This is from MellowMods.com. Um, if you go to MellowMods.com, it just takes you to his Facebook page, which is fine. This is called The Slut. <laughs> and it says slut on the side. You can't see it if I can get it in the light. Right there, it says slut. So the whole idea of this is you can turn a mech mod into a different form factor. You don't have to press the button on the bottom. You can press it up here. So I have the peso mod in here, which I picked up at VPX, and it's it screws down in there. Here, I'm going to take this out. There's a little 510 in there. You see the little 510 connection down in there? And that's wired to a spring-loaded Fat Daddy Vapes 510 connection up here like that. That's all it is. It's very, very simple. I believe these are 3D printed, but they are very, very smooth. Uh, it says Mellow Mods somewhere. Yep, Mellow Mods. It's on the inside. And you can adjust that 510 up and down in there as well, although I haven't uh, haven't really felt the need to do that. The 510 connection is recessed, so whatever you put on there will, you know, it's spring-loaded and recessed, so it makes a good connection, and everything looks cool on there. You don't have to worry about, you know, adjusting and having little gaps or anything like that. And then I just take my mech mod right here, and I would normally attach this to the atomizer, but you flip it upside down, you slide it onto that 510 connection, and you screw it down, and that's it. And then when you press the button, vapors happen. And this isn't really, it doesn't really, I don't know, it doesn't really, like, change the game or anything like that but it's kind of a cool way to use your mech mods 
in a different way. The first thing I did when I got home is I threw my dot mod Petrie in there because it's one of my favorite mech mod switches, and it was just uh, it was just fantastic. I experimented with the tugboat in there. I threw the anarchist in there for a long time, and then I threw this uh, most recently threw this peso in there because I'm like that gold, that gold you know brass finish that would look. There's a spot. There's a spot on my peso. That finish would kind of look, uh, I think that would kind of look cool in there. And I don't want to say it turns it into like a box mod, but it kind of turns it into uh, into a box mod. And one thing that's great about this is if you have a mech mod that has a wonky, you know, locking feature or you don't like using the locking feature or there is no locking feature, you can kind of use it like this and then you don't have to worry so much about setting it down on the button or putting it into your pocket with the button facing down. You can put it into your pocket now with the button facing up safer I guess um, it's just a plastic little thing that's all it is I think I think these are under a hundred bucks I think these are like 90 bucks I don't know the price on these that's the problem that I'm running into I don't know the price on these and he's got a bunch of matchy matchy pictures on his Facebook he has one with the simple mod and then the derringer god that just looks super super cool he's got a bunch of other ones a bunch of other mods a bunch of other uh, atomizers on there. Um, a lot of people were telling me, oh, I'm enjoy your voltage drop. Yeah, okay, there's probably going to be a little bit of voltage drop. Um, he does have a video on his Facebook about the slut, uh, and it's on YouTube, and I'll link to it in the description, but he does a voltage drop uh, test on it, and he says, with a fully charged battery and a 0.17 ohm load, he got 3.16 volts under load. Uh, uh, no, in a mech mod, he got 3.16 volts under load with the mech mod, and then when he put it on the slut, he got 3.9 volts under load. So it has a 0 0.7, 0.07 voltage drop using this. So if you have an insanely hard-hitting mech mod, and you can somehow notice a 0 0.07, 0 0.07 volt drop, um, then, you know, maybe the slut's not for you. This isn't to enter cloud comps. This is just to vape on. Um, this is a 0.14 ohm tugboat and a fully charged uh, MXJO18650 battery in here. And it's hitting great. It's hitting just as hard as I ever remember it. It hits hard and it hits well. Um, I like the idea of this. I like throwing all these different mech mods in here and just seeing how they look. Some stick up farther than others. The 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 peso kind of sticks out just a little bit like that. Um, I find myself using it like this a lot, actually, with my finger. But... It is what it is, and it is the slut. I'll post a link in the description to his Facebook page. Uh, if you go to slutmods.com, uh, it'll just redirect you to uh, to his site. Um, and I get why they call it the slut, but I, it was, I was telling people, I was like, oh, this is called the slut. They're like, why is it called the slut? And I'm like, no, you get it? You put the mech mod in, and it's like, you know, sex or something. And they're like, yeah, I get it. Why is it called the slut? Anyway, they, that's what it is. He just named it the slut. Next thing I want to talk about is the Titan box mod picked one of these up uh from mr eric he also makes the uh he also makes those 
uh, distortion pedal mods. He has a box mod, and yes, it's a Hammond box. It's got a very fancy, nice, clicky, clicky switch on there. I don't have any other mod that uses this same switch. And what he's done differently is he's added uh, a dual MOSFET on the inside. Cam, those lightning bolts are for you. Dual MOSFET on the switch, uh, battery sled, 18650s. And one thing that he did is he leveled the 510. So when you look at it, there's no Hammond box lean. It actually protrudes just a little bit from the box and it's actually recessed just a little bit on this side so that when you hold it straight up and down, it's straight up and down. There's no Hammond box lean. A lot of the Hammond boxes have that lean though. This one, this one does not. Working, uh, working really good with this star tank, which uh, I actually really, really like a lot. Uh, I have a bunch of these to give away, and I haven't figured out how I want to give them away. They sent me 20 of these tanks. 20 of these tanks, and I really don't want to... Oh, I don't want to mail 20 different packages of the star tanks, so I may take them and give them away at a meet. I can't do it in Vegas. Uh, I might fly with them to Pittsburgh. Maybe we could do a Pittsburgh giveaway. That might be fun too. Um, either way, I'll figure out something to do. Functions like a mech mod. Uh, I've really, really been enjoying using it. I used it the whole time while I was at Vape Bash. I got this the first night before the event started. Used it the whole weekend um, with a tugboat and the anarchist cap on there, and it was just, uh, it was just fantastic. So yeah, that's a point to him coil on that tank, and it's working really, really well. Um, this isn't really a first impression. I just wanted to show everybody. Look at that flask, though. That's a hydro-dipped graphic flask. This is what he's getting into. Um, basically, the story that he told me was that he gave a bunch of flasks to his graphic hydro-dipper guy and said, just do whatever you want. And he did a, a single one with these black flames on it. And so he texted it to me and said, I've got this one-off that I'm not going to sell. Um, do you want it? It's not perfect. There's a lot of imperfections in the graphics. Like the top and the sides don't quite match up. And there's a little bit of, there's a little bit of roughness on here. And there's a fingerprint as well on the hydro dipping. Um, but this is kind of the possible future of where the flask is going. I have a janky nickel build on here that I don't really like. It's okay. It's not amazing. But uh, yeah, I just wanted to show that. DNA 40, Vapor Flask, Hydro Dipped Graphics. He showed me some of the fake uh, wood grain ones, some of the other graphics, and they just look uh, super slick. So keep an eye out. Vapor Flask is going to be doing Hydro Dipped Graphics soon, which I think is uh, which I think is very, very cool. One thing that I also got last week is the Quad from VHO. Now this is a double 18650 as well, full mechanical switch on this side, and it has sort of a recessed 510 connection in there. I'm using it with the haze, and I didn't like the haze. In fact, I kind of hated the haze. It's working really well, but it's a short atomizer, kind of like the Derringer, and I was getting a lot of spit back in my mouth because the cap it comes with is one of these jobbers where it's really low and it was getting hot and I was getting a lot of spit back 
And then it comes with its own, like, chuff-style cap that isn't much of an improvement. It's this little yellow thing, and that goes on there. And so it's kind of the same, but just a little bit taller. So what I did is I went through all my, all my chuff caps, all my chuff clones, and I found that the District 5 Half Moons pop on there. They work great. They're taller. They're thicker. And you don't have to worry about getting any splash back in your mouth uh, from the haze atomizer. Currently vaping this with uh, some new time bomb juice that Jacob was kind enough to pass along to me at uh, at Vape Bush, and it's quite it's quite delicious. The one thing that's weird about this mod, let me show you. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's good. Six milligram is kind of a strong throw hit on that time bomb juice. I might like that in three. So it has these sort of thumb screws on the bottom. See how they're kind of textured? You have to unscrew these and unscrew them and unscrew them down and make sure they're far down. Make sure they're far, far down. Make sure they are very far down without falling out. And then the top slides off like this and then your two 18650s are housed in there. Two 18650s go in there, this slides on here. Without batteries, this doesn't secure. This top is held on by the pressure of the batteries. So when you're putting your batteries in, you have to be careful that your batteries are below the top of the mod. If this battery is pushed up like that, oops, pardon me, Sheik. If it's pushed up and it's protruding out of the top like that, and then you go to slide that top cap on, you can hard short your battery because it'll come into contact with the body of the top cap. And that's what completes the circuit. So you have to make sure your batteries are low before you slide this on. Then once you slide this on, you can push them back up again and it'll all hold together really, really well. But when you're taking this on and off, just make sure that your batteries are below the surface of the top. Because if they're poking out, you'll slide this on, you will hard short your batteries hard. Uh, I was reading about this. Where was I reading about this? Facebook. People were having hard short problems with the quad because they weren't getting their batteries down low enough. You can screw these up nice and snug with your thumb. The whole thing, there's zero battery rattle. The top is very, 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 very securely on there now. So yeah, this is the quad and obviously, like all my first impressions, I will report back later down the road with how this has been working in my day-to-day -day vaping, but I really like the form factor and I really like the button being right there. It's nice and rounded, fits in your hand really nice. Vapes good, vapes hard. Um, I got two more things to talk about here in the first impressions. I'm going to save that one for the end. Uh, got a V mod from V mods. Um, see how shiny this is? Yeah, this is a scratch and fingerprint. Look at that. <gasps> wow. I'm in the reflection of the mod. Oh. It's a very scratch and fingerprint uh, magnet. When I got it, it was oh, it was oh so shiny. After about 0.2 seconds of use, it was already just covered in fingerprints, like you can't imagine. Door slides off like that, houses a single 18650, USB charger, that's where your tank goes, 
slides back on. It's held in place by this big magnet here in the middle. There's a matching magnet on the door. Slides all together. It's an SX350 60-watt uh, chip in there. So this is a 0.2 ohm, 0.3 ohm uh, Aspire Atlantis version 2 in there. And uh, it doesn't hinder the airflow in any way like the billet box can do. It has these big wide open, obviously big wide open holes for your airflow. Got it set to, set to 56 watts and uh, the performance is nice. And the SX350 chip is one of those ones that you have to control with the like the accelerometer on the inside. So you have to do one, two, three, four, five. And then you go like this to adjust it and you adjust the wattage up and down by tilting it. Let's turn it up. Let's go all the way to 60 watts. 57, 58, 59, 60 stops at 60 watts, exit. And now we're at 60 watts, it's giving me 4.4 volts on a 0.3 ohm coil. It's very nice, it's a very nice vape. Uh, I've noticed that not all tanks fit in here uh, super well. Um, K-Fun does, I bet that this one would too. I gotta pull my vaping militia vape band off of it though. But I bet this Freemax tank would fit in here really, really well. The star from Freemax. Yep, that fits in there. Oh, that fits in there. Perfect. Uh, some are bigger, some are smaller. This one actually protrudes just a little bit. That's actually really nice. I might leave that tank in there. I'm going to put this Atlantis on this mod. See how that works? Things just change and you switch it all around. Okay, that actually feels a little bit weak. Double toot. Too many clouds, bro. But yeah, so that's the uh, that's the V mods. I'm interested to see how scratched up and how fingerprint covered this will be. Um, you're not going to be able to see the bottom, but there's a lot of scratches already on the bottom. You can see my cam. You can see me. You can, oh, you can see the mod. Oh, look at that. That is trippy as hell. But there's a, there's a lot of scratches kind of already, already on the bottom of this just from the couple days that I took it to Vape Bash from picking it up and setting it down that first night. It's a, it's a scratch magnet, man. And they make them with... A, they make them with a matte finish, which I think would probably work uh, a whole hell of a lot better than that shiny, shiny stainless steel. Again, I don't know the cost of these. Um, I thought I had the website up. Vmods, Vmods box mod. Um, I have a feeling we're gonna need hard, hard vape budget hands Holy vape budget hands. Oh, vape budget hands. Holy God, vape budget hands. You are going to need vape budget hands. Um, it does come with an adapter, so you can use an atomizer on the top of it. But your vape budget hands just exploded and you don't even know it yet. $319. Wow, $319 for the VMOD. $319. 
319. Let's think about that. Let's set that aside. Obviously, yes. Like the other first impressions, I will report back with how it performs in the real world. Now, again, this next product, I don't know the price of. Uh, I don't know the price of at all. Not even one bit. So, Mad Vapes, they have been around in the vaping community for as long as I can possibly remember. I think they formed as a company way back in 2009, and they've been around forever, and they've always sold mods and China gear and all this stuff, and now they're doing their own USA-made, uh, made-in-house uh, mods, and one of them that they're doing is called the Deviate. Do you see this? Do you see the Deviate? This is silly looking. This looks like the cover of a Celtic Frost album. It's very Aliens, it's very Giger-inspired, it's very, very detailed, it's uh, die-cast uh, stainless steel, I believe. So you open the door like this in the back, and that's where your 18650 goes. It's a full DNA 40, authentic DNA 40, right there. Um, I have it with, right now with the Kanger uh, Subtank Nano. Crazy, crazy performance. Uh, it's crazy. It's a DNA 40, and it looks like a freaking alien. It's very, very weighty, very, very heavy, very, very substantial. Um, fun fact, when I was flying home from uh, Vape Bash, we were at O'Hare Airport. I was there with Sean, Flitz, and Cheeksy. They were all waiting for me on the other side of the TSA checkpoint. This came up through the through their scanner, and they saw the odd shape, and they saw all these spikes along this side, and they had to search my bag. They tested for gunpowder residue. They looked at the mod. They're like, so this is an e-cig? And I said, yeah, it's an e-cig. This is the only mod I've ever had trouble flying with, and it's because of those pointy jags on there. It came up. It looked weird. On the x-ray, you just see a thing with pointy jagged parts, and it kind of looks like a weapon. They let me go with it, obviously. Um, they tested it for gunpowder. They tested my hands. They tested my bag. They, like, swabbed the bag. This is the only mod I've ever had trouble flying with. I may just not fly with it ever again. Looking at it, though, it is shockingly comfortable to hold. It only uses a single 18650. And when I got home, my top cap on top was uh, very, very wobbly. So what I had to do was go in there with, like, some tweezers... And you can't see, but there's a screw up there. And I had to, like, like tighten that screw down. But, yeah, it is what it is. I'm going to report back uh, on how the DV8 does. If nothing else, that just looks cool as hell. Um, there's so much stuff going on on this mod that uh, I feel like when I'm done with this that I would need to give it to Flitzanu. Because it just looks like something that he would use on the daily basis. I'm not sure I would ever go out like in public with this because it's really heavy and it looks crazy like I would feel much more comfortable just going out in public with a box in my pocket than this in my pocket love it or hate it is very styly and it's very kind of a cool Giger alieny looking thing and it's very very weighty and substantial like I said so yeah that's the DV8 from madvapes.com and it's not on their website but I'm going to post a link to their website under the mods section where it could be coming in the future I think it's coming out in one or two weeks 
the DV8 uh, DNA 40. Look at that trigger button right there. It's nice and clicky. Yeah, yeah, good stuff. Good, good stuff. Uh, this vlog is very, very long. So what I'm gonna do now, you know what we haven't done in a while? Viewer mail. Viewer mail. All right, viewer mail. Wow, we haven't done this in a really long time. I don't think I'm gonna get to any music, but I do wanna wrap up this vlog here with some viewer mail. This email just came in, Mr. Chris. What's up, Nick? What's up, Chris? Uh, I've been watching you for quite some time, and I've uh, and always a pleasure to see your reviews. I just need your opinion on my next purchase. I get a lot of these. I currently have a Vapor Shark RDNA 40. Uh, I love it. I've been rocking it with Nickel Wire for a while, and I've been wanting a Hexome type of box mod. Which would you prefer? And he gave me three choices: the Hexome, great, Segeli 150, ooh, really great, or the Ranger mod. Now. I don't know what the Ranger mod is. I'm assuming it's another Hammond box. Huge dilemma, I need your assistance. Again, keep up the amazing work, have a great day. This came in 34 minutes ago. So Mr. Chris, I would go with the Segeli 150 watt. I know, I know. The Hexome is fantastic. The Hexome is a great box. I find myself using the 150 watt more than I use my Hexomes. I don't know why that is, I just do. I like the size of it, I like the silicone sleeve that comes with it, I like the display, I like the adjustment, I like everything about it. The Ranger Mods, if, I, it's, if it's the Ranger Mods I'm thinking of, then those are very, very good as well, but I do believe they're another Hammond box. I would personally uh, go with the Segeli 150. That's what I would do. If you feel differently, let me know in the comments below if you have another suggestion. For Mr. Chris, maybe he'll see those comments, but as it stands, I would probably go with the Segeli 150 watt. It's kind of become my, uh, well, it's kind of become my go-to thing. Uh, okay, uh, well, this is another one. This is another one that I get quite a bit. Um, a fellow named Andrew emails me and says, I recently, uh, I wanted to start a juice line. I've got a bunch of flavors made. Uh, I went down to my local shop and made some flavors up. Question is, how do I start? Where do I go? What do I do? I got ideas for bottles, names, and juice names, but I don't know where to go from there. Oh, and I'm a dripper, so only no lick le Nick levels. Um, it would be cool to try to get some of your input. Love your vids from a fellow Meadowhead. Going to see Anthrax and Volbeat in a week. Good job. Go see Anthrax and Volbeat. That should be a really good show. Maybe not the Volbeat, definitely the Anthrax. I get a lot of these. I get a lot of, uh, how do I start a juice line? Starting a juice line is no different than starting any other business. You know what you need to start up? Money. You need money to start up. Tens of thousands of dollars it costs to start a juice line. It's like starting any other business. There's no magic bullet. There's no, you know, thing. There's no one thing that you need. It's like you don't need one piece of paper and then all of a sudden you're a juice vendor. What you need is to run a business. You need... Ah. <laughs> okay, sorry. Eat lunch because eating. Um, I forget to eat lunch and so there is an alarm on my phone that reminds me at 2.15 every afternoon 
to actually eat lunch, um, which obviously is not going to happen quite today. Back to your uh, back to your question there, Andrew. It's a business. You have to own it and run it like a business. It costs money to start up. You need uh, marketing materials. You need what I would do is find a lab to produce your juices, which is also not cheap to do. Um, I don't want to rain on anybody's parade who's trying to start up a juice line because there's a lot of people who want to start up a juice line, but it's like running a business. It's not like, I, I think people have this preconceived notion of their head that if they have some juices that they can just start a juice company. You can, but it's a business. You don't start a business for free. You spend tens of thousands of dollars growing and establishing your business. You need to pay taxes. Have you thought about paying taxes on your products? Yes, you will have to pay state and federal taxes on your business. You need to become a business. You need to become a corporation or an LLC at the very least. What you should be asking yourself instead of how do I start up a liquid business is how do I start a business, period, because it's a business. Um, I would find a lab to produce your liquids. People generally don't like purchasing juices that are made in the back of vape shops. I don't. People don't. Get a nice lab. Find a nice lab that can possibly produce your juices for you and run it like a business. Money, marketing, employees, uh, social media, start a Facebook, start an Instagram, start a website, advertise. This stuff all costs money and paying your taxes. That's the thing. You have to pay your taxes if you run a business and you have to actually be a business. You have to be Andrew LLC or Rad Juice Co LLC or something like that. It's a business. There's no smoking gun for for starting uh, up a juice line. You have to treat it uh, you have to treat it like a business. Um, this next one comes from Jordan. Uh, I have an MVP2 and an E-Leaf 50 watt. I'm assuming he means the iStick. Are there safe places or ways to dispose of these? I live in the middle of nowhere and we don't have any community battery recycling centers. Keep them. Uh, the 50 watt is only for a few months old, but thanks... Oh, but thanks to a lot of recent cases of auto firing on the e-leafs and causing fires, I'm questioning my purchase. I know you talk a lot about battery safety in your mech videos, but no one has really discussed how to properly dispose of an MVP. Uh, I don't know of anyone that's actually thrown an MVP away when failure occurs at the end of their life cycle. Any feedback or advice would be greatly appreciated. I, uh, I don't have any information for you, Jordan. I have honestly never thought of that. Um... Wow, that's very, very strange. I have never thought about. What do you do with your box mod that has an internal LiPo battery pack? What do you do with it when it's dead and you want to throw it away? You can't just throw it in the trash. You probably have to take it to a battery uh, recycling center. I know they have places where you can take your phones or your laptop batteries. Um, seems like that would be an option. Um, Maybe this is something we can delve into a little bit better. Maybe this is something that my viewers can help out. If you guys have any ideas, where do you take your MVP version two with the internal LiPo battery to be recycled or thrown away or disposed of in a safe manner? I don't really know. Um, he does mention that the iStick 50 watts uh, had a lot of auto firing issues recently. Thankfully, mine has not auto fired, but I have 
retired it to my bookshelf and I don't necessarily want it to auto fire. Um, I don't know if there, if eLeaf is doing a recall or anything like that, but uh, do some Google foo and see if uh, see what eLeaf is saying about their 50 watts auto firing. Great topic of conversation, Jordan. I honestly have no idea. Maybe the viewers can uh, maybe the viewers can uh, maybe the viewers can chime in. Uh, we got last one. Last one here is coming from a fella named Daniel. My name is Daniel, and I'm a vapor from sunny Northern California. I've been vaping for three years, and I just hit my 11 month without a cigarette last week. Congratulations. I just got texted. Nope. Uh, I was wondering if I could get some advice from you. I attend City College in California that has been taking away the freedom of vaping wherever you please, not indoors. Uh, they have grouped us along with other categories of smokers and forced us into a into three designated spots on the gigantic campus to vape and smoke. I noticed that a few people have been finding it very hard to try to kick the habit with vaping when smothered with the cigarette with the smoke of cigarettes. I've been trying to figure out a way to bring it up to the heads of my school and but haven't been very successful. I'm wondering if you have any advice or know anyone that could help. I don't know anybody at uh, at that college. Um, here's the thing, he, here's the thing. A college is privately funded so they can outlaw whatever they want. Um, I know that's a shitty thing to say, but it's completely true. Um, if you're going to a privately funded school, then they can make whatever rules they want and they can say that you can only vape in certain areas and you can't vape on the campus and you have to vape with the smokers. I, When I was working uh, for Starbucks, I went to the smoker area to vape. That was just the rule. There was no getting around it. That's where I vaped. Um, if you go to Disneyland and you're vaping then you kind of have to vape in the smoker area you can't just have a cloud comp on pirates of the caribbean as fun as that would be you just can't do it um it's up to them they make their own rules um one thing that i would do is if there are other vapors um maybe bring up getting your own vaping areas that aren't uh near or around the smoker areas um that could be a thing as well. Um, I hated it. I hated going out in the smoker area and smelling burnt cigarettes and sitting next to maintenance guy Ron while he chain smokes on his 15 minute break. Um, but it was just a thing that you deal with because those are the rules. You know what I mean? You don't want to be uh, you don't want to be a dick about it. Now, if this was something public, this was if this was a public park, and they're passing laws like this, then maybe. You could uh, you could raise a stink and raise a fuss, but as it stands, I believe that this college is privately funded, and as such, they do actually have the ability to uh, to make those rules. As shitty as it is, it's well they're well within their rights to do that. Um, so I apologize, Daniel. I don't have any really good advice for you. Uh, keep talking to the higher ups. Maybe you can get your own vape areas, um, but otherwise, it sounds like that you're going to have to kind of stay. Stay in the smoker area, which uh, which does suck, and I know that sucks. So I'll have links to everything I talked about in the description to this video, as I always do. There's a lot of very cool stuff coming up as far as mech mods, regulated devices. I got some new stuff from Inakin. I got some new box mods. I got some new tanks. Got a lot of very, very, very cool stuff coming up. Additionally, 
I want to get to this giveaway contest sweepstakes thing. So, anybody, this is only open to uh, people attending the Vegas Vape Summit. Um, unfortunately, it's only open to people attending the Las Vegas Vape Summit. If you're going to be attending the Las Vegas Vape Summit, which hopefully you are, Shoot, where'd that text go, Ruby Roo? Mm. Ah, ah, we're getting close. We're getting close. So, um, the name of this contest, oh, come on. I just had it. Where is the, okay, there it is, okay, okay. So the name of this contest is gonna be Cloud Comp for Clutch. Hashtag Cloud Comp for Clutch. Um, Vegas Vape Summit is happening in Las Vegas on May the 1st, which is a Friday night. My favorite band of all time, Clutch, is going to be playing at the House of Blues in Las Vegas at Mandalay Bay. They are gonna be playing. It's going to be Graveyard, Clutch, and Mastodon. I have two tickets to go see Clutch at the House of Blues in Las Vegas, Nevada, Mandalay Bay, May 1st. That is Friday night. That is the second day of the Vegas Vape Summit. I'm going to be driving up Friday, and we're going to go see Clutch. Now, who's going to go see Clutch with me? Who wants to go see Clutch with me? I feel like this would be... A fun thing to do, Cloud Comp for Clutch. So what we're going to do is Friday at Vegas Vape Summit, the doors open at 5 p.m. for the general public. Okay? 5 p.m. for the general public. The Clutch, star, clutch Show starts at 7 p.m. It's going to take some, some delicate timing on our part to do this, but I want to pull this off. So what we're going to do at 5.45 p.m., 45 minutes after the doors open, if you are interested in going to see Clutch with me, we're going to meet at the Gaslight Vapor table. It's table number 3044. 3044 Gaslight Vapor. They are going to be there. They're going to be next to the Vigilante Vapor table. And what we're going to do is anybody who's interested, anybody who wants to go see Clutch with me, we're going to have ourselves a little cloud comp. And the winner of that cloud comp, as soon as you're announced, we're going to book out of there, we're going to get in a cab, we're going to go down to Mandalay Bay, and we're going to fucking rock out with some clutch. Now, the House of Blues, as their corporate policy, doesn't allow vaping on the inside. So there won't be any vaping done on the inside, but it won't matter because we're going to be watching the greatest rock band on earth perform with Graveyard and Mastodon. Clutch, Graveyard, Mastodon. So, one last time, Friday, May 1st, we're going to meet at 545 in front of the Gaslight Vapor table at the Vegas Vape Summit, table 3044, 3044. Find your way there by 545. There's a hard cutoff time, okay, at 545 because this has to go quickly because we need to get to the show. But we're going to have a quick cloud comp. I'm going to get uh, hopefully Ruby Roo, hopefully Matt, hopefully Russ to judge 
the cloud comp. It's going to be old school, back-to-back, blow your fucking cloud. You win, you don't. Cloud comp. I'm going to have paper there. We're going to get everybody signed up real fast. We're going to have a cloud comp, and the winner of the cloud comp is going to come with me in a cab down to Mandalay Bay, and I got two tickets to clutch, and we're going to go see the greatest rock band on earth together and hang out and take selfies and uh, just be amazed by Clutch and Mastodon on the stage. I think this is fun. I'm excited. Uh, hashtag Cloud Comp for Clutch. Um, so yeah, that's it. I will see you there at the Vegas Vape Summit. See you at the top. Also, uh, the Vaping Illuminati. No big deal. That's what I got for today. This vlog has run away too long. Uh, that's what I got. A lot of cool stuff. Hopefully I'll see you in Vegas. Hopefully we can hang out and drink beer. Um, should be a really, really good time. Also, we get to go see Clutch. Someone and me. We're going to rock out and go see Clutch. Can't wait. I can't freaking wait. Um, so yeah, that's all I got. Beer, Indiana, that, things, Clutch, the future. What am I going to grab? Let's try out this VMODs. That's what I got. Thank you so much for watching, everybody. And as always, let's keep on vaping.